And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mohammed and I am joined by Coach and Yujita. Mark has left the wilderness of Nova Scotia and is traveling this week. So, uh, guys, a quick one second silence for Mark's absence today. And we are on. All, All right, right, let's go. We've got a lot coming in. Um, Casey collapsing. Case Keenum playing really well for the Browns. The NFL trade deadline. We've got a lot to cover today, but let's start with the cat that is out of the bag. Cincinnati Bengals blowing out the Ravens in a 41-17 win. Burroughs has changed the culture in Cincinnati, and I think it's time we take them seriously. What do you think about that, Coach? Hey, listen, I said it last week. I thought Baltimore would win because I thought they could scheme a one game here and a one game there. My goodness, was I wrong. Um, I, I like his comments in the post game. Hey, we knew what we, they were going to do. We've got to stand up and take the licks and also t- come back very aggressive against them. And they right. did. Good play calling, good play um, succession. Um, look, They've got a pretty good connection in that uh, quarterback wide receiver from back in their university days. Jamar Chase. Um, and, and I think – uh, we mentioned it earlier, but their offensive line has now played five straight games together. And that's pretty big in the NFL, right? Especially you think about those right tackle, left tackle, but also how well they've run <coughs> the ball with Mixon. So, yeah, I think right. they're a player. I don't think we can sleep on them anymore. Heck, they're number one seed in the AFC at the moment. Yeah. And Yujita, oh, yeah. Th- does this win say more about, uh, about Cincinnati or, or, or uh, the Ravens in this case? Absolutely about Cincinnati. And you got to go back to what they've done to build this team. You know, on defense, the rebuild, you know, bringing in Larry Ogunjobi, Hendrickson, and, you know, they've turned it from a 27th or 30th ranked defense from two years to number five, something like that at the moment. So, uh, and they've done the same on offense, like Coach just said, Jamar Chase. You know, everybody thought they'd go for uh, the other guy, Penny Arabiata, whatever his name is. Right. Uh, but no, they were, <laughs> like uh, like Coach said, they went for the connection over the guy, and now they got the guy and the connection. You right. know, so uh, and also I go back to what Coach said, O line. Yeah, they went from a, a something like a nineteen sixty six percent grading at all uh, on on the blitz to now it's like ninety three percent on the blitz. So. I'm looking more at this rebuild that they've done and it's working and it's proving. And yeah, they're on their way, man. I mean, watch out for them. Respect to them. Now, Burroughs with a career high 416 pass yards and three touchdowns. The Ravens, however, I think there's a lot of concern in the defense. They've, they've, they've allowed 400 plus total yards for the fourth time this season. They're going into a bye week right now. What would you do, coach, if you were the Ravens defensive coordinator right now what would you change in that perspective hey you know i think i think the first thing i would do is take a deep breath um they've proven that they can single game scheme you out look at their game against the chargers what i think they haven't proven is that three or four or five game span which is what makes an nfl season and playoff contention um i think if they can solidify that i as always the buy gets you healthy um but i do think that when they get a really, when they come up against a team that's really solid, maybe 50-50 run pass oriented, where they can catch in the run, but also catch in the pass, and they have enough weapons, you know, you can say um, San Diego might have had that, 
But Eckler is not as much of a runner as he is in the passing game. So they really did right. a good job shutting down and making them one-dimensional. And they didn't do that, you know, with teams like Cincinnati. So I think right. the very the very first thing in their buy would be solidify, hey, listen, we can run base defense and, and stop the run. And then we can also run some good scheming against um, a, a solid passing team. And look, let's be let's be honest. Let's let's give credit where credit's due. You know, Cincinnati did their work and did their job when they had to in a divisional game. Um, and you can also flip the script maybe a little bit. It could be Baltimore might have been down. You know, they were yeah. up high. They knew they had a competition against Cleveland. I'm sorry, not Cleveland. Um, the Chargers. Yeah. And they might have – I don't want to say they took them for granted, but, you know – you know, coming off that well, high. I, I saw a couple of plays, especially at the beginning of the game, a couple <laughs> of third downs there, and they didn't look like they were ready there. I think they kind of uh, they under underestimated their, their opponent. Now, the Bengals go up against a very tough matchup this week against the mighty New York Jets. How do you think that turns out? Was it was it was it the Jets that went up against New England last week? Was who did New England drop fifty four points on? I don't think uh, it was a team, but I don't know who showed up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was some kind of team, though. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Hey, that listen, I, just... I also think you need to get—you know—don't count that defense out. They were on the field a lot. You know, I mm -hmm. think it was almost um, a sixty-five thirty-five split on time of possession on how Cincinnati controlled that. And I think we right. also mentioned it. If it wasn't, I think it was last week. I don't think running back by committee and the main man in the committee at the moment, your quarterback, I don't think that gets it done against, let's say, upper echelon competition like Cincinnati. So I think that right. that would might help their defense as much as anything. Okay. All right. Now let's uh, switch gears over to the game that everybody was, was looking at last week, which is KC against the Tennessee Titans. And we witnessed a collapse like none other from the Kansas City Chiefs being held to less than 10 points with the exception of the Super Bowl. But in the regular season, this was the first time ever in the Mahomes era to be held to less than 10 points. Mahomes throwing an interception in his sixth straight game. Um, even Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz have a higher QB rating than, than Mahomes this, uh, this year. Um, RKC drunk on their own success, Yujita. What What is going on out there? I think it's Many have called the season off. That's it. It's, it's over for KC. They're not making the playoffs. Coach, uh, I'm going to get back to you because you made a statement last week that I'd like to revisit. But, Yujita, first of all, are KC drunk on their own success? Well, to answer your um, question about is the season over, uh, they're three and four now and looking at their schedule. And if they keep lighting up this festival of garbage, uh, they're going to end up 7, 10, 6, 11. And with all these other teams in the AFC going probably going eight and nine, nine and eight, nine and eight, uh, I don't know. It's tough to say, but um, you know, I mean, I gotta go back to my assessment last week, you know. Mm -hmm. And as um, I think Otis forty three once said, there's a there's a saying in Tennessee or Texas. He wasn't sure, but mm -hmm. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, never fool me again. Right? <laughs> uh, coach was coach was damn right. You you can't judge. You couldn't judge Casey by that half of football in Washington, which, you know, it's on me. But 
if you want to call time of decline on this on, on Mahomes, um, that's February 7, 2021. Super yeah. Bowl. All right. Um, before that, before that, Mahomes had never had a blowout game, more than eight or ten points. Since then, until now, it's three games. One more yeah. thing that happened at that Super Bowl, he was the most pressured quarterback in NFL uh, Super Bowl history. That but now somehow, teams are not pressuring him. They're stepping yeah, back and letting him pass the ball. Yeah, There's no pressure. Yeah, but, but what is he doing? He's still, he's still playing to that. Right. Okay. Right. So no, no matter how bad this defense is, we won't even talk about defense anymore of KC. That, that looks unfixable. But to me right now, it's Mahomes or Mahomes' psyche that's been affected. We talked about him, you know, wriggling out of a clean pocket. Yeah, but if you look at last week's game, he's even—he's not even comfortable with his reads anymore. You know, he and almost even got his injured really read. bad, really, really yeah. badly injured, almost. Yeah, and because because he's just moving. I mean, there was even some rare good protection by that O line, and even in that protection, you had receivers waving their arms on first read, some of them, and he wasn't hitting them. So, you know, whatever has, if he's doing things we've never seen from him before. Right. And, 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 and you not know, in a good way. <laughs> not in a positive way. Absolutely yeah. not. So I think he just needs to calm down. He's got to go back to being a pocket passer. Just forget this wriggling around, even check down if you have to go through your progressions. Uh, that, and, you know, one thing coach was surprised about last week was he's the um, league leader in, in, in touchdowns. I don't think he um, is anymore now with the with, with last I, week. Yeah, I mean, up to last week, right? And they had uh, the, the lead uh, success rate, uh, drive percentage. But last week, the second half, they had 54 plays, 17 minutes, scored three points. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So something's wrong there. So and, coach, uh, that leads not- me to that leads me to the to the statement you made last week. You said even if they lose this game, you don't believe that the season is over. Now that you've looked at the way they lost, I mean 27 to 3 completely decimated a lot of I mean it, if there weren't all the red flags raised, now there are. Do you stick by your statement or judging by the way they lost, are you ready to kind of uh, say that their their season is over? Well, the good news is they get to play the Giants this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that went from a normal blowout to, you know, maybe a good game, as we say. Um, I, I don't I, I want to stick by my statement, but I'm, I'm a little bit iffy. You know, maybe I'm jittery like Mahomes is in the pocket. Um, yeah. I, I don't believe they play cohesive enough on defense to support the offense. And I don't believe that the quarterback himself has faith enough at any moment in the pocket to see the guys waving their arms. I think, you know, they always say you're good quarterbacks. They have that, you know, stopwatch in the back of their head. I think his stopwatch has continuously shrunk since the Super right. Bowl, as Eugitha said. So um, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I really like their coach. I like him as a quarterback. <clears throat> But I think, you know, it's likely that until they can get some support on defense and get him more comfortable, um, I think they're in trouble. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't say their season's over just because they have some pretty winnable games in four of the next six. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, let's not forget they've got Denver a couple of times. 
right? Pittsburgh. Um, let's not forget Pittsburgh's just not lighting it up. Um, along with the Giants, you know, they've, they've already beat the Washington football team. I think that means they get Philly at some point. No offense to Philly, but they're not lighting it up either. Right. Um, look, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, because there's no, the, so a wild card opportunity. Oh, no, yeah, that's, done. that's done. That already it, happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I, I think there's enough wild card opportunities. And okay. look, they're in the middle of the AFC. So if, if they can get to nine and eight, ten and seven, they've got Maybe a chance. Sneak in. I don't but, see it. But I don't, I don't know if they I can win. Either, yeah. Yeah. I don't see it. Something so, yeah, drastically I, has to I, change. So I'll stay on the fence of my statement. You got yeah. Coles. You got New England. Maybe you know Pittsburgh. It's going to be a tough one. There, their yeah. schedule is tough. Hey, listen. I listened to a podcast earlier today, um, and it was about or a guy from Vegas who was saying, "Look, if if today the Bengals and the Chiefs played on a neutral field, who would be right. favored?" And he's a Vegas guy, and he said Cincinnati by more than a touchdown. Wow. That is quite a statement. And, and he's a guy helping Vegas name these lines. So, wow. you know, you think about that for a minute. If Let's say it's a touchdown. If it's at home, it becomes 10 points. And even if it's in Kansas City, Kansas City's a dog to three. Wow. Or three, four, three and a half, four. So, who knows? That's where we are. Now – in talks in terms of MVP candidates, usually those go to the quarterbacks. And Derrick Henry was like, no problem. He threw for a touchdown there. Um, is he the leader in the MVP race right now? Oh, I think probably. Yeah, you know, I, I think that was a gadget play, but I, I noticed in the game and I watched the game. Um, I think what did I I also read the stat. They had seven men in the box. On sixty-eight percent, on sixty-eight percent of the running yardage yeah. plays, they had seven or more. I think it was seven or more in the box. So you know, uh, even my statistician said, "Hey, listen, he only had eighty some odd yards." And I said, "Yes, but because they're putting six, seven, eight in the box, they're daring Tannehill to throw it." Well, what did he do back. with his right. friend with his new wideouts back or his number one and number two wideouts back? He lit them up. And he was very precise. You know, I think he threw for 78% um, last week. So maybe I think Henry, you know, you talk MVP other than Brady, give me one who's, who's better. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of talk about whether KC are the most, uh, whether KC are the most disappointing team of the year so far. Um, But for me, it's, it's the most shocking decline that we've seen. But in terms of disappointment, Miami is still, for me, the most disappointing oh, team of the year. Yep. I mean, they went from being 13th in the NFL as a team to 29th right now. And I think in terms of expectations, and we'll, we'll get to the trade talks later and what they're doing with their quarterback. Um, for me, it's, it's between Miami, Cleveland, and AC. But Miami is probably the most uh, disappointing so far for me. Okay, um, now let's transition over to the Cleveland Browns now. Case Keenum on Thursday night football did enough to win that game. I don't think there was a big difference in terms of their performance or whether Baker Mayfield was on there or not. Is Case Keenum's performance right now a 
nightmare scenario for, for Baker Mayfield, who's hoping for a $35 million a year contract. Uh, Yujira, what do you think? Right, well, you, you got to look at it in, in two ways here. Uh, one way is um, Cleveland's playing behind a good old line and their running game yeah. and a great defense. Okay, so Baker was better at, at management, game management, offense management, and some would argue, hey, that's enough. Uh, and then, you know, you, you could get something out of him, a big play here and there from Baker, him running for a touch or whatever. Okay, Case Keenum pretty much did the same thing. Um, you know, let's not forget Case Keenum went to the NFC Championship a few years ago. He threw for almost 4,000 yards two seasons in a row. Yeah. So um, it's something for Cleveland to think about, yeah. But uh, I, I, th I think they they stick with Baker. No need to hurry him back. That's for sure. They'll probably see what Keenum how, how he can manage this uh, Cleveland offense for a couple of more games. No need to hurry him back. But I think end of the day, they still go with Baker. Whatever happens. No, but not long term. I mean, he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2023, which means that contract talks are going to happen end of this season. Um, uh, onwards and probably he'll probably be given a deal. So coach, if you were the Cleveland Browns, do you give Baker Mayfield a long-term contract with guaranteed money or do you do like a 70 million two-year contract with 60 million guaranteed, for example? Do you go short-term and, and, and test it out there or do you bet the house and, and, and say, this is my franchise quarterback going forward? Oh, I think the ways of the NFL will probably be the Kirk Cousins way that Washington did him a few years ago. Um, or I can the Jimmy see, G. Jimmy G, five-year, $137 million, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I think what Washington did with Cousins is they franchised him a couple of years and okay, gave, it a, gave, gave it him a proving one year and then a proving two year. Um, I can see Cleveland doing that um, because, look, let's be honest, he hasn't proven he's – much a top five, maybe not even a top 10 quarterback as far as that upper echelon, I can win games as a QB. And you can right. put it on my shoulders. I think he's a good game manager. I don't think he's any better of a game manager than Case Keenum, right? Um, you, you know, it's funny, Eugene was saying that my mind goes back to Trent Dilfer and Baltimore the year they won the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying Cleveland has the defense. Baltimore had that year. But a very much of a game manager, not going to turn the ball over, hit the right spots when he needs to hit the right spots, not lose games. Um, and I can see that, you know, being what they do. But yeah, I don't, I don't anticipate him getting a long-term gig um, unless he comes back and they win like they did last year. Would they win six of their last eight? So yeah. I think if that happens, he'll be a hot commodity and they might do it. Um, okay. but I, I don't see that, you know, that five year, that six year, that seven year extension, like we've seen in some of these guys coming on to their second deal. Um, I just don't see that as the ways of the NFL anymore. I mean, geez, look at Miami. They're trying to get out of their guy and he's still on his rookie contract. Right. Right. Okay. Now, b before we move on to the NFL trade deadline, um, <clears throat> Yujita, I wanted to talk a little bit about your head coach. Nick Sirianni, because he was on a press conference this week where things got pretty weird pretty quick. So I think my question to you is, are you watering and are you fertilizing at the moment? 
that was really strange, man. I'm like, no one really knows what's happening, <laughs> what they're growing in Philly at the moment. I'll see that. <laughs> I mean, uh, there is. I mean, it's it's a bit like your Panthers, you know. I, I, oh, there, yeah. Our coach is, is not saying any stupid stuff. Uh, I mean, well, there, but, there's a lot yeah, that's wrong. I mean, in he the might Panthers, as well start saying stupid flipped stuff. It, so, flipped it, you know, <laughs> you, you you go to that instead of what's really happening on field. So, uh, truth be told, I didn't see the press conference. Uh, I I, got, I guess I gotta. I got to go check it out. Oh, well, he, he compared what's happening in Philly to growing a flower. And what's going on right now is that they're watering and they're fertilizing. And there's right. growth in the roots under the soil, but you really oh. can't see the results just yet. <laughs> it got really yeah, weird. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with him on that. I am with him. Oh, I mean, right. <laughs> it's, it's been growing for uh, five, whatever, four years since the Super Bowl. But, you know, uh, these things take time. But you're growing <laughs> probably a potato, which stays on the ground. Yeah. You don't. Have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that there is nothing happening enough. There's nothing even to talk about at the moment. You know. So well, now, uh, all right, let's let's get Detroit serious. coming up. Let's see. Let's get serious for a bit because now there is a lot of chat that I saw today in the talk shows and and and, and everywhere throughout this week. Actually, when they're talking about the possibility of benching Jalen Hurts. Simply so that the, the, the Eagles can figure out who's at fault right now. Is it Jalen Hurts is not playing up to his potential or is it a coaching problem? And as long as they're both, you know, he's calling the plays, he's, 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 he's the head coach. Jalen Hurts is on the field. You're not able to separate. I think I looked at the speak for yourself on ESPN and Marcellus Wiley, who said you cannot arbitrate if you don't separate. So are you in, in the, <laughs> are you in this kind of, uh, on the side of people like they are saying, let's bench Jalen Hurts and really see if, if, if Sirianni can actually coach or not. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's a bit of both, right? Um, and I don't think Jalen Hurts should be benched. Uh, it's got to do a lot with the play calling. Uh, I mean, that last game alone, um, there was a lot of stuff. You know, the onside kick at the half, I mean, uh, it, it was all downhill from there. But if you look at what Jalen's doing around the pocket, it, it, most of the time it looks like he really hasn't got a play. You know, he's, he's trying to, he's, he's gasping for air. It's kind of like Mahomes a little bit, you know, right. he's, he's, he's moving around. He, uh, there's no run game going on. So there's no play action going on. Um, so they're, they're really not giving him the, in the, in the first few weeks, they, they let him be what he wanted to be. And it worked out a bit. Uh, but then you know you come against the better teams. Um, he really doesn't know. He doesn't have a play to go to, and yeah. so uh, you know he tries whatever he can. He tries to wheel out. He tries. It works some of the time, but most of the time this offense uh, just stays off the field. The defense is on more. They get gashed. You know, and then they give it up. So I, I think it's more on the play calling than yeah. Jalen Hurts. I don't think well, it makes difference. I could really relate. Bench. The whole time I was listening to those debates, all I can think about is my Panthers, and I want them to bench Sam Darnold because I want Joe Brady That's and Matt Rule to get, to get exposed. Uh, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. I mean, uh, to lose to the Giants in that way, that was, that was absolutely terrible as well. Okay, let's move on to the NFL trade deadline. Now, there are quite a lot of big names that are in circulations. You know, Allen Robinson, Nick Foles, Brandon Cooks, but we have to start with uh the massage specialist there the sean watson (laughs) 
coach. <laughs> I mean, news is broken that Miami have finalized the deal, but have a couple of pending things that they want cleared before the beginning of November. I don't know how that's going to happen. One of them being the legal problems. And number two, getting clarity from Roger Goodell on whether he'll be uh, put on the on the commissioner's list or not. Looks like a very unrealistic kind of timeline for these things. What do you think about, first of all, Miami even considering him and getting to the point where they're finalizing a deal? And number two, the two conditions that they've put that look completely unrealistic. What happens there? You know, I, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, we're, we're in uncharted territory, I think, in terms of deals like this and potentials like this. Um, I, I, you know, I think I, I was listening earlier to a group talk about what it would take to get him to move anywhere. Denver, Philly, uh, Miami, Carolina. And they were talking about all three number ones. Well, have we ever seen any deal where all of the trades are conditional, right? Yeah. Based on number of play, you know, percentage of playing time. And, and I just don't think we've seen that before, right? And I think, you know, the owner's right. He wants to hedge his bets. I mean, you're talking about a billion-dollar franchise. Now, on the flip yeah. side of that, as the father of two daughters, I hope he never plays another down if what they are saying is true. Yeah. And it means um, that he'll have to settle all of the, you know, allegations. He needs to settle all of these cases, 22 of them, out of court in a matter of a week. Right. But, well, no, not necessarily. So as, as we'll call him Roger, as Roger has said, we don't have enough data. We don't have enough information to keep him off the playing field at the moment. And it's already right. been published that none of this is going to happen until February 2022. It's just the way that COVID has jammed up the court docket in Texas right. or in that particular district court, right? And so can you keep him off with such little information? It's not like there, so far, it's not like there's a video running around similar to Ray Rice, right? Right. right. And then right, everything right. that happened to the four or five other people that are similar Ben Roethlisberger comes to mind. They did have victim statements that were a part of the criminal record or affidavit. Well, they don't have those because they're not out yet. And so okay. I think he more or less said that in his statements on Tuesday. Look, we're with you. We, we value what you have to say and what you're saying. But we also want to err on the side of caution here. And I think they more or less said it you know, silently, but loudly, look, we're not going to suspend him. You want to trade for him? He'll play. Now, how much he'll play in 2022? I don't know. So if right. I'm Miami, am I so far out of it that it doesn't matter? And I might not care about his 2021 playing time. And I don't trade for him because he might be out two games, four games, six games, 17 games in 2022. Well, then it's not worth it for me. But so, are, are Miami too quick to give up on tour? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I just don't think, you know, 16 games are, are good enough. Um, yeah. Josiah and I were listening to a podcast earlier today from Peter King, if you know who he is, a famous yes. former Sports Illustrated roster. I mean, um, writer now, he has his own podcast, MMQB, I think. Um, yeah. He was saying that, in today's day and age, Phil Sims would have already been traded twice. 
on how well he underperformed his first 16, 18, 20 games. And here we are talking about Tua in his 16th or 17th game this next week. And we're saying he's washed up. He's done. Hey, listen, he, he threw for over 400, had his highest percentage of completion last week. Yeah, he threw a couple of idiot passes. Fair enough. Right. But are we really going to judge him um, and give up on him after 16, 17 games? Is that what we do now in the NFL? Unfortunately, I think that's right. Um, but my old coaching, yeah. my old coaching guy and, and old fashionedness just says, you know, what is it? Um, the Green Bay quarterback says, Look, relax. Just chill yeah, for a bit. Man. Let, let's, uh, he says, I own you, but you know, let's see where we are after 20 games, 25 games. And look, let's be fair to Tua. They're not losing games because of him. They're right. losing games because their defense went into hibernation at some yep. point between game 16 <clears throat> last year and game two this year. This year. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, Yujita, what other trades are you looking for before the trade deadline there? Well, Philly could use OBJ if Cleveland's uh, willing to. Uh, if dealing, yeah, that would be an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, we could use a wide receiver. Um, I saw Matt Brader. Uh, Buffalo might be wanting to. Uh, I mean, Buffalo's not a seller, but if they get a good call on Matt Brader, they might let him go. Um, like you said, Allen Robinson, Nick Folk, a lot of uh, Allen Robinson. There's been kind of talk that you know that he might go to the Ravens or to Indy. Both of these need a good wide receiver, so they might be trading uh, for him. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Brandon Cooks going from Houston to GB has been talked about quite a bit. Uh, Nick Foles going to the Saints, and that's that's one they should probably go for. I don't know. Uh, Jameis Winston has never been convincing. Uh, Nick Foles, at the end of the day, you can't take uh, the Super Bowl James, away from him. Jameis hasn't been all bad this season, I'll tell you that. He hasn't been all bad. He's not the crazy old Jemias throwing interception. Yeah. yeah. Who, Sean went, who got traded down. to the Jets on Monday? Oh, somebody uh, did get traded to the Jets. I can't remember. Oh, Flacco. Flacco. Joe Flacco. Oh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Zach Wilson's doing a great job there. They needed Flacco as yeah. back. You know, back to your yeah. Saints comment, I think what Taysom Hill is out for four more games of his injury and so i think yeah. they need a good solid you know veteran backup i don't i don't think Foles is coming in to be the starter by any means i think you know new orleans and peyton are sold on him but look you're one play away yeah yeah yep. for me in, in carolina i think that they just need an o offensive lineman uh that's the one thing they should be looking for and the one that comes to mind is Will Hernandez from the Giants. Uh, not an all-star, but he'll give us that flexibility, and we need to start filling the O-line with people that can play. It's, uh, it's just terrible at the moment. Also, there's a lot of chat about Denver po possibly dealing Melvin Gordon because they've got Javante Williams, who's shown yep. that uh, he can actually get the job done. So maybe they get some value out of Melvin Gordon when he's still looking, uh, uh, looking good. But yeah, a lot of... Uh, a lot of I, I saw trades. one for Juan Miller as well. Yes. Which was a bit surprising, but he could have some value if they want to trade him off now. Well, I think he has a very cap-friendly contract going into 2022. Hmm. Right? So his 2022 number can be usable for some, some people. Um, 
what I, I saw him to is it Arizona this morning. So with wow. JJ going out, I saw him to Arizona, but they yep. have to give, I think I saw a number, a conditional number one. Okay. With JJ Watts injury, do you think he's, his career is done? Yep. Um, is that one too many injuries for him? Does he retire yep. at the end of the season? Yeah. Yep. I do. Yeah. I think if he's out for the season, I think he's done. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's wrap up with, obviously we're recording this Thursday night before the Thursday night game. So we've got the biggest game of the season. We cannot let that go. Green Bay at Arizona. <coughs> Green Bay are without Devontae Adams and, and, and Lazard. So the wide receiver core is pretty much out of the game. This was supposed to be an exciting game, possibly a close game. Do you still see it that way, Yujita? You know, it's Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's always well, with no be... one to pass to. I mean, who is he going to? Is he going to turn back the clock and go to Randall Cobb every time? He, I don't know. Listen, so this is what Green Bay does. They, they've, especially this season, they've, they're finding a way to win. They're going to make you play for 60 minutes. They'll find a way to win. And by the way, Green Bay is six and zero without Devante uh, Devante Adams. Adams, yeah, yeah. When they played him, and um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but they never played a seven and zero team who can throw it around the yard like Arizona. So, so here's the thing: since 1970, ten times teams who won six or six or more Ws coming together, only one has covered ever since 1970. So, you know, I mean, that's a stat you can't live by, but. Uh, yeah. It is dangerous to go against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Seriously. And what's the line? Is that six and a half at the moment? Yeah. Um, yeah. Arizona might win the game. I mean, they probably will. But I won't fully bet on uh, on, on Green Bay will come close. Um, I think he'll find a way. They'll, they'll run Aaron Jones a lot. Uh, I don't know if Scatling is back at, uh, um, as well. No, All three um, are out. Well, I mean, it'll be tough, but, you know, I mean, people die when you go against Green Bay. I mean, worldwide hunger and stuff like that. So you got to be careful. Mohammed, what do you think? For me, uh, I mean, I've been going kind of back and forth on this one, but looking at your number one wide receiver, your number two wide receiver, your number three wide receiver being out, I just, I, I don't see it happening. Arizona are too strong right now, even without J.J. Watt. I think it's 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 a blowout for Arizona. I don't even think that it's uh, it's close. I think Arizona completely capable of scoring three to four touchdowns, and I see kind of some kind of reflection of Week One Green Bay coming back a little bit, where they don't know what to do and they just can't get it started. Um, I, I see that those kind of struggles, uh, and people will be quick to 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 jump on Green Bay. Uh, uh, because of that, but I think having all of their players out, you can't really blame them. Yeah. So let's say that Rodgers plays an average game, maybe above average, even without his right. receivers. Does Green Bay have the defense to stop that offense? I mean, you're you're talking Hopkins is what T he's second with touchdown no receptions. Um, yeah. You've got Kirk making a big deal. You've got the rookie Moore. Their running game's kind of starting to get in it. They killed them, Houston, on the screen game last week. Right. So, well, everyone's caught up to that screen game of Houston, and that's that's all they had. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, with that thought, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for an excellent episode. Make sure that you subscribe, like, 
and comment at the bottom. This has been Sports Unhinged. We'll see you guys in the pick six segment.